whatever or looks at me suspiciously, I just walk out. But you're not going to dictate my happiness and you're not going to take away my happy. But I'm very aware of being black in this country, very aware. I'm reminded of it every day just by the subjects that we tackle on this show, this legacy black radio station. It's the Midday Show with Perry Small on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. You're listening to Midday Madness, and my guest co-host is Carl West. And we are very happy that uh, the BBC reached out to WVON to be a part of this discussion. We're in Chicago. Chicago is the most segregated city in the country. And it has been like this for decades, centuries. It was by design. And I say all of that because when you can segregate, then you can manage who gets what services and who gets the resources. What has this city been like since George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis? Well, we have our own George Floyds. We have Laquan McDonald's. We've spent a billion dollars in Chicago settling cases that could have gone for different resources, that could have gone for better education, that could have set up uh, individuals in business and entrepreneurs and investment. For those who don't know, Chicago at one time was a mecca for African-American-owned and operated businesses. We had eight black-owned banks. These black-owned banks would provide capital to start new businesses. People could get loans. You had Cadillac dealerships, Duke's Oldsmobile. Through Jacoby Dickens. Jacoby Dickens, right. The reason why how these people started these wonderful, thriving businesses was because they used to lend money to each other. You never had food deserts. Because we would start our own grocery stores. And it was quality. And for some reason, there was a disinvestment in our community. Because of your zip code in Chicago determines the quality of life that you will have. What is the turning point, Carl? What, What do you think needs to happen? This conversation is built around the banking institutions Mm -hmm. and their inabilities to see us black people for that matter as a viable race of people other than being consumers to their products that's all they see us as we're not worthy of course of home ownership we're not worthy of insurance policies we're not worthy of having a brand new automobile so they limit us access to capital that allow us to do those things because they are a billion-dollar enterprise that's supposed to be in the business of helping increase prosperity for working-class people. Perry Small on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Sometimes it's a reality check. Sometimes we can get a little comfortable with our lives, and we have to realize that everybody doesn't have that experience. I can't imagine what it's like being a black youth, a black 16 or 17 year old who is merely walking downtown Chicago and he's harassed. 
I've not had that experience, but I want them to know that that's not normal. I want people to know that's not normal. Everybody doesn't have that experience, and and we should stop normalizing it. We should stop acting like, oh, that this is just the way it is. No, it's not supposed to be like that. Do you mind if I respond? Because I absolutely agree. Um, you know about not allowing people to steal our joy and having a sense of ourselves from within. But what I'm talking about is not just a personal thing, whether a person likes me or not. I'm talking about systemic racism. A a recent article in the Washington Post showed that black families pay 13% more in property taxes each year than white families. Now, that's not something that is impacted by whether you like me or not, or whether you have personal white supremacist racist beliefs or not. That is baked into the system. So when I say we don't get the same rights that other Americans get, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a black tax. It costs okay. you more to buy a car. It costs that's you right. more in your health impacts to live in our neighborhoods. 